Hey, welcome to Teb's Talks, the Prometheus podcast. If you want to check out more of the things I do, head to jasontebs.com. Hey, what is up, everybody? It is Teb's Talks, the Prometheus podcast. I am your host, as always, Jason Tebs. Ah, the crowd goes wild. Ah, yeah, Jason. Anyway, enough of that. April 10th will mark a historic day for Utah because April 10th, I believe it's the 10th, I might have my date slightly incorrect, but April 10th is the last day or maybe it's the first day of no longer having a mask mandate for the state of Utah. The governor has come out or whoever came out and said, yo, April 10th, we don't need to be doing this whole mask thing anymore. Take off your masks, throw them in a freaking dumpster, burn them light them with fire, burn it with fire, tear them up, shred them, whatever you want to do. No more masks are required as of April 10th in the state of Utah. Yay, woo. Or at least some people are saying yay, woo. I am slightly indifferent about it. Uh, on, On one hand, I am like, yes, people like wear your damn mask. It's not hard. Let's just imagine it doesn't help at all at the very least you can be like hey i am i am doing a symbol that shows that i care about myself and i care about you my fellow being right masks were a symbol that showed people that actually cared versus people that didn't give a flying crap if i saw people out in public without a mask i'm like this is a person i don't want to associate with because they do not care in the slightest oh my freedoms oh like you can't you can't cage me like i'm not i'm not about to be imprisoned by a mask you can't do that i'm gonna stand for liberty and freedom and what's right in america and i can't breathe when i got a mask on let's just stop right there like let's take like seven steps back one you can breathe when you got a mask on quit being dramatic two freedoms aside i am i am a person that is very pro have your freedom you can do whatever you want i don't care so long as you're not hurting another person and not wearing your mask has the potential to hurt another person it's kind of what happens in a global pandemic right way back in like the 20s when it was i think smallpox or i forgot the specific one people wore their masks People got the vaccine. We pretty much eradicated smallpox and measles and all these other things with vaccines, with taking the proper safety precautions in terms of like medical equipment, such as masks. And then the golden day of the internet, which I think is great on one hand because it lets everybody have a voice. Stupid on another hand because anybody can use their voice to spout the dumbest bullshit I've ever heard in my life. You got a bunch of anti-vaxxers, anti-maskers. But in Utah, the debate is almost over. Not that it's going to be like 100% over, but it's almost over. Because the requirement for the masks isn't going to be enforced on like a state governmental level. Each individual store might have their own policies and procedures that says like Target or Starbucks or Walmart might say, hey, even if your local legislation has said you don't need to have a mask out in public, we as a brand are going to still require masks. So the debate is going to still rage on there, but 
people that are going to be like, oh, it's, it's, you know, against my freedoms and it's against the Constitution, like, they won't have anything to cry about. I mean, that's a huge caveat. That's like an asterisk next to that, that they won't have anything to cry about. They'll find something else. But masks aren't going to be required. Breathe in all the air you want. Go out in public, maskless, breathe in your air. I, personally, am still going to wear a mask. Once April 10th hits, I'm still going to mask up whenever I go out in public. Why? Because it's still transmittable. COVID is still transmittable. I have my first round of my vaccine. I'm getting my second round of the vaccine on the 20th because I believe I got the first round. Yeah, I got the first round on the 30th. And then that's one, two, three weeks later. I'm getting my second round of the vaccine. So I'll be vaccinated. But even though I'm vaccinated, I'll still be wearing my mask because not everybody else is vaccinated. And I can still possibly transmit if by chance I am carrying the COVID virus inside me i could still possibly transmit that so i like a responsible caring human being am still going to be wearing my mask i just think it's such a little thing to do it's such a small small thing to do just to show hey i care about your safety to just put a mask on so if i cough it gets contained people in countries like china and Japan and South Korea have just part of their culture where a lot of people wear masks regardless. Before the whole global pandemic, there was a whole section of a continent of people that consistently wore masks. Now, for some people, it might just be like the air quality wasn't great, so they just wore a mask to kind of cut down on maybe some of the pollutants they were in- inhaling. Other people, it might be, yeah, a cleanliness thing. Hey, I don't want to get my germs on you. I want to protect some of your germs from getting into my delicate orifices of my mouth and my nose. I might be of the opinion where just going forward in my life, and it probably won't last forever, but just going forward, I might wear a mask way more often. There there are people that are like, yeah, I didn't get a cold at all in the last 12 months. Part of that might be they're going out way less, so they're way less receptible to getting a cold other part of that might be they're wearing a mask so awesome they they themselves anecdotally are seeing that they got sick less surgeons dentists wear masks for hours at a time i am probably going to land in the still wearing a mask when i go to a lot of places section of people now if another person doesn't want to wear a mask it's like okay at this point it's not required by law a lot of people are getting the vaccine you're running a risk just participating in life anyway. You do you, I guess. I'm just, after a year of this, tired of being disappointed by so many people in society. Whether you see it on the internet, whether you see it on uh, or out and about in the world. Just going into a place and there are people with such blatant disregard for the other people around them. Now... I don't believe Utah is the first place to be like, okay, we're done with masks. I think that was Texas. There are definitely other places that are still going to have a mask mandate on like a governmental level. I don't know. Maybe a city could say like, hey, within these city limits, you still need a mask. I'm sure that's that's a possibility. And as I said before, businesses and certain chains will still have the mask requirement. So yeah, there's still going to be possibility for 
confusion and for argument to happen left and right, up and down, whatever. My wife was saying that her store is going to lift the mask mandate for customers, but employees are still going to have to wear the mask. So there's that. Also, you know, my wife works for a very local business. I mean, they have multiple stores, but it's only in like a pretty near vicinity. They're only in two states. So it's it's a decently local business and they're always worried like, oh my gosh, what what's word of mouth going to be about our company? Uh, how are we going to be perceived by the locals? They don't want to ruffle any feathers. So they're just going to be like, okay, if you're shopping here, you don't have to wear a mask. But our associates, just for safety's sake, are still going to wear a mask, which I'm like, hey, cool. You know, you balance it, try and please both ends of the coin, I guess, sit on the fence, whatever. But that's well within the right for that business to say, yeah, customers can go without a mask, but employees are going to have to wear a mask. And like food safety places, well, food safety is a weird way to say it, but restaurants and other things that are working with food and working with the public, like before this whole pandemic, a lot of places are like, yeah, our employees have to wear gloves and have to wear masks when they're preparing food, but the customer doesn't. So like it, it made sense in that setting. There, there was an exchange of food. There was a food safety concern. It, it just kind of still makes sense within the terms of like being an associate. When, when you work in such a public facing job like retail or uh, food service, you're interacting with a ton of people on any given day. And especially if there's like an exchange of cash, an exchange of items, you're talking to person after person after person. Just in that situation alone, especially after this whole pandemic, I, I would probably be in the field of, I'm just going to wear a mask because now I better understand the risk of transmitting any sort of disease or virus or illness or sickness or whatever it might be. Like after this, I would be like, yeah, whenever I'm going to work, mask is on. I'm going to try and limit my hand-to-hand interactions with as many people because my wife, she's worked um, retail for a long time and she's always said like money is so disgusting to touch and to handle just because it's been everywhere and it's grimy and it's gross. It's a cloth that just picks up dirt and gunk. Money's disgusting. Like her hands will look absolutely filthy if she's been handling a ton of money lately. I'm going to take a quick break and then come back to it. And we are back. There's this weird balance that needs to be struck when it comes to government and their reach on society. Now, this isn't meant to devolve into, oh, what I think is right or wrong with government, what I think the government should regulate and not regulate. Um, It's just more of a thought experience that I've been recently thinking about based on recent conversations that I've had with certain people. So one thing is the whole vaccinated passport, essentially a passport that's saying, yes, I've been vaccinated. Uh, It's more safe for me to travel abroad. I haven't looked a whole ton into the vaccine passport. So I, I will say that up front. I haven't looked up a ton into it. So I don't know the complete ins and outs of it. I don't know if it would be like, required to ever go international i don't know if it's like a actual thing if it's proposed what's going on with it but i was talking with my in-laws and during the conversation somebody had mentioned hey this is like 
a huge overreach by the government doing a vaccine passport. And I won't try and summarize their argument because one, I can't remember it well enough off the top of my head. And two, I don't want to misquote them or put words in their mouth. But essentially it was coming down to this is a this is an overreach by the government having a whole passport that requires you to get a vaccine just to travel internationally, more or less. Again, don't want to put words in their mouth. And it got me thinking like Initially, when I heard about this vaccine passport, I was like, okay, I don't want to go through the trouble of having to get a vaccine passport if I don't want to. Like, I am, I'm planning on traveling to Cancun in August, right? So I do plan on traveling internationally. And I have a regular passport. And my regular passport has identifying information to verify I am who I say I am. And it allows me to travel abroad, you know you know, under normal circumstances. So I was like, okay, I already got a regular passport. I'm going to be vaccinated by that time. I don't mind bringing the papers saying like, hey, here's here's the thing that says that I've been vaccinated and where I got vaccinated and what vaccine I got. It's like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take that step if I need to take that step. My parents are about to head to Hawaii and they were required to take a COVID vaccine yesterday or the day before. They're leaving this weekend. So they've got to show like, hey, you know, we're not sick. Can we please travel? At what point it becomes like an overreach of ensuring that the traveler is safe for the other passengers or needs to be completely quarantined? I don't know. But having something that says like, okay, I have done my part to be safe. I'm not here trying to do or trying to spread this illness, like I am at a very low risk of spreading this terrible virus that has caused a global pandemic. Like, <coughs> I, I'm fine with providing that information and showing that I'm not sick. Now, we didn't stop people at the gate for having a common cold. We didn't stop people at the gate for having strep throat. We didn't stop people at the gate for having bronchitis. Like, before now... Nobody ever got stopped at the gate for being sick that I know of, right? Because how do, how do you prove or what do you actually test against when somebody's trying to travel? I've never been asked, are you sick when I've booked any sort of flight? But now, you know, this whole global pandemic, people are looking out for this particular illness. And certain countries like Canada have done whole complete, like, camps where people get quarantined and it hasn't really proven that effective i think that's a stretch people should be able to if they need to quarantine do it from the comfort of their own home or the safety of like a designated um or prove like hey i've gone to a designated safe spot that i feel comfortable to quarantine but taking them off to like some specific hospital to do the quarantining i don't know i think that's that's a bit of a stretch so when the person in the conversation essentially said this vaccine passport that's like a huge overstretch it got me thinking like okay is it actually a giant overstretch from the government to say hey to travel internationally not only are you going to need a passport but you're going to need to have a specific passport that shows you've been vaccinated again there's been no other illness that we've done this for coronavirus is the one in 
most recent people's mind that's had the biggest effect on humanity. So is it okay that the government's saying, hey, to travel internationally, you have to have this specific passport? And again, I don't know everything that's going into uh, this specific topic. I don't know if it's even a thing. Um, I don't know what you'll have to show to prove, like to show that you can get the vaccine passport. I don't know what all goes into it. I do think it's a little ridiculous. I'm like, hey, I got a card that says I have my first dose of my vaccine and I'll take it back and it'll show that I got the second dose of my vaccine. I'm fine showing that at the airport. Like I have that anyway. Going through these extra steps, uh, I just, like, where do you draw the line? I don't have the answer. I'm just, you know, bringing up a, a thought, a discussion. Where where does the line get drawn? On one hand, I would prefer if people didn't travel while they were sick. On the other hand, I'm like, people used to travel while they were sick all the time. It's just they didn't have this particular sickness. You know, do you show proof that you've been vaccinated to go out of the country? Or do you just show proof that you don't have the illness to go out of the country? And same when you return. Or do you just say, hey, like, travel at your own risk. There might be another person on this plane that has an illness. Like, that is just a risk we're all going to have to take. I don't know. I don't know where the right answer is. But I just don't think that the vaccine passport is the right answer. Because there there are going to be people that aren't going to get vaccinated. I think that's dumb, but there are going to be people that aren't going to get vaccinated. Kind of switching gears, um, another interesting law in Utah starting May 5th, I believe, or sometime in early May, uh, you won't be required to have a permit to conceal carry a firearm. And I'm like, okay, cool, sure, interesting. Why not? The permit, all it did was show that you understood what concealed carry meant it didn't actually give you any training on how to properly handle a firearm it just showed that you understood the law of concealed carry and you can open carry without a permit at least in utah you can open carry a firearm meaning it's visible to the general public and not like hidden on your person you could do that without a permit and a lot of other states already have the right where you can conceal carry without a permit so part of me is like, one, I don't un- own a gun in the first place. That's a, you know, that's kind of a choice. I flip flop back and forth on like, oh, am I going to get one? Ah, uh, no, like, I don't see the need. Like, oh, but to protect my family. Oh, but there's also that other danger of having a firearm around. At this time, I don't think I'm going to be purchasing a firearm anytime soon. But also, I don't know if had I purchased a firearm, if I would have carried it out, I think I would have had it in a safe at home for home protection and then taken it to like the range or something. So I don't think I would have planned on concealed carrying anyway. This law doesn't directly affect me in the present moment. Indirectly, sure. But then again, if I'm out in the general public, I don't know if somebody's concealed carrying or not anyway. And if they are, I don't know if they have a permit or not anyway. Now, police officers, you can hand them your concealed carry permit and say, hey, I have the permit to concealed carry. I have my weapon on me. It's here. It's XYZ. Just to make sure both you and the officer are safe if you ever get like pulled over or anything. I think that's great. Just being up front, being safe about it. But again, the concealed carry permit doesn't teach you anything about firearm safety. It just shows that you know the laws surrounding concealed carrying. 
So this is one where I'm like, hey, I'm fine if people don't need a permit to conceal carry. Like, law-abiding citizens, we're going to follow the law anyway. And rule breakers, we're going to break the law anyway. Like, that's just kind of as plainly as I can put it. This isn't supposed to be a, a discussion about owning a firearm, if that's okay or not. Just kind of an interesting regulation change that's happening in Utah. So masks, firearm permits, permits, um, vaccine passports, interesting regulations that are being discussed in on the forefront of today's climate. But that's going to be this episode of Teb Socks. Thanks for listening. Go ahead, like, favorite, share, follow, rate the podcast, whatever you do on your respective platform. Go check out my website, jasontebs.com. That's where you can see kind of all the other stuff I do, although it's mainly this podcast. And um, thanks for listening. I'll catch you next time. Peace out.